Let's see. We're going to get the call here. We're getting the right call. That's all that matters. After review, good goal. Good goal. After reviewing the play, the call on the ice stands. We got a goal. and we are live how's it going rangers and overall hockey fans thank you guys all so much for chiming in as i'm warty that is steven at Statboy underscore steven on twitter the biggest stats guru you'll ever meet covering the rangers on a daily basis over social media i of course you guys know me here warty on warty nym covering the mets as my main thing and here the, oh and oh my bad that's on me not you i had a uh the link open through youtube there my mistake i was hearing um it come through the mic. But yeah, you guys know me on YouTube covering the Mets, but also here covering the Rangers because we are diehard fans and we are beyond ecstatic to break down the official series preview between the Rangers and the New Jersey Devils. The first time these teams are matching up in playoffs since, of course, 2012 when Adam Henrique happened. We're not going to talk about that anymore. That was my introduction into Rangers fandom, watching every single game of that 2012 season just for my heart to be broken. And here we are now today, a decade plus later, and these teams are matching up once again. Steven, we have a lot to get into on just sharing our raw thoughts on this matchup between these two rivals here in the in the East. And more than anything, how are they matching up toe-to-toe? What, what's favoring the Devils? What's favoring the Rangers? What will be the biggest X factors potentially for both teams in this matchup? And ultimately, what are going to be our predictions, if at all, without trying to jinx things too much? A lot again to appreciate everyone watching live in our replay. Thank you guys so much for being in here. But, Steven, NHL playoff hockey is back. I know you're excited. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is the time of year that matters. So, 82 games behind us, and now we're up against the Devils. I'm, uh, yeah, I don't really know what to expect from the Devils. Uh, you know, it, playoffs is always different than regular season. We talk about it all the time, uh, and for a lot of their players, it's going to be their first uh, taste of NHL playoff hockey. So mm-hmm. we'll see how they do. But in the regular season, the Devils had a great had a great year, um, finishing second in the in the Metro. I don't think anyone expected that at the start of the season. No, they, they surprised us all. Uh, five points ahead of the Rangers. Uh, two more regulation wins than the Rangers. Um, so, yeah, uh, the Devils have home ice advantage for a reason. And, yeah, it's, it's going to be a dangerous team to go up against. Um, the power play for the Rangers has, has the advantage there, 24.1% compared to 21.9% for them. Uh, their penalty kill is slightly better, 82.6 versus 81.2, but they're, they're pretty evenly matched. You know, if you look at goals for goals against, yeah, there are some, some differences there. You know, the Devils scored more goals, but also conceded more goals. But overall, these teams are very well matched. And I think the biggest challenge for the Rangers will be the style that the Devils play. Um, the Devils are one of the best teams in transition in, in the league. And the Rangers have struggled with that when they meet them in the playoffs. Uh, sorry, in the in the regular season. Um, so the Rangers need to make sure that they, uh, you know, that that they that they protect the middle of the ice. They need to make sure that if they're going to hit someone, that the hit lands, because the last thing you want is to take yourself out of position against this team that's so good off the rush. Um, but, yeah, like I said, you know, the experience for New Jersey isn't really there. The Rangers only have three players on the team that have never played in an Eastern uh, in a conference final. 
every other player has. So uh, oh, yeah. the experience from last year will definitely help the Rangers there. Yes, you would imagine, right? And you look at this Devils season and what they had. You know, a lot of similarities to the Rangers last year in the sense of the Rangers finally got yeah. out of the rebuild. I, I'm saying finally, even though that it really was a fairly quick, you know, ritual in comparison to what we normally see. And you, you emphasize yeah. the Canes, the Blackhawks, et cetera, from years past and how the Rangers sped up that process. But Rangers really came out guns a blazing last year and surprised many, but had a deep run. And now the Devils, they're looking to basically do that exact same thing. You know, they have the young kids. They have a lot of speed on that team, too. A lot of players that I genuinely like, so I hate the fact that they're Devils. Like, when Dawson Mercer was first drafted, I was like, son of a gun. That's a great pick. Jack Hughes, we obviously knew, was going to be a great pick from the get-go, and we're not going to do this Kako Hughes debate because we know which one is better than the other. And two, it's not like the Rangers had a shot at Hughes and said, ah, we're going to go with Kako instead. No, they were going to go with whatever the Devils didn't take there, right? So you look at Hughes, you look at Mercer, you look at just that young core group. I mean, yes, for Brat had another very solid season for them defensively. Dougie Hamilton leading the uh, leading the way on the offensive production. They have some nice young pieces behind there. Siegenthaler, who continues to be a very solid, you know, defenseman when he was acquired a couple years ago from the Capitals. They just they have a very nice youth movement going on, and it's frustrating seeing how fast that we've seen this Devils team really come up. But again, they've had top picks for the last couple number of years now, and now these guys are really starting to blossom. Nico Heischer, their captain, we know what to expect from him, a very solid two-way player. So they have pieces. There is no denying that whatsoever in this matchup will not be easy, especially after they acquired Chimo Meyer, who we would have loved to have, but we knew how much it was going to cost to land him. Instead, however, the Rangers did acquire guys by the name of Vladimir Tarasenko, Patrick Kane, both who have championship pedigree on their belt, and they will be using that pedigree heading into this round one matchup. This is a Rangers team that we saw again had a deep playoff run. We saw the kids and Heedle and Laffy and Kako all blossom, and they they were on full fledged for the majority of the season. Such a balanced, beautiful line that they had driven and led by Philip Heedle that we saw this season. And now we hope to see more magic from the kids this year as we do to see from the vets and making sure that these guys step up, making sure that Kane, Tarasenko, the new guys on the block, do what we expect them to do. It's going to be a very, it, this is a pretty even matchup when you look at the numbers overall between these two teams. And yes, the, the Raiders are an older team. They have more savvy vets on their squad. So hopefully this will come to play in their favor in this matchup. But to your point, Steven, yes, that transition game does have me a little worrisome. Absolutely. I mean, the Devils have were so fantastic throughout the year in that regard. And, you know, this Ranger team still finished here with over 100 points, a very solid season on their front. We haven't spoke uh, over the last couple of weeks because, you know, especially my hect uh, my hectic schedule per usual. But, you know, you saw the Rangers season, how it ended, ended on a strong note for the most part. And now they're heading into postseason here against a young Hungry Devil squad. And as we look toe-to-toe between these two teams, especially, Stephen, uh, what stands out to you when you look at their respective numbers from the regular season? And might I add, I understand that regular season numbers only mean so much. It doesn't mean that's necessarily going to translate into uh, playoff production. However, it is something to be said on how to evaluate this team to a degree as they're heading into round one. Yeah, um, the, the numbers, uh, I just went over them, you know, they're very close in terms of goals scored, goals against. I think these teams are very evenly matched uh, and they have they have some experience on the team with Thomas Tatar, Andre Palat and Timo Meyer, um, And of course, Dougie Hamilton on defense. I think for the Rangers, the um, the upper hand for them will be the bottom six. 
I think getting having the kit line as your third line and then that fourth line with VZ, Goudreau, and Mott, that's where the Rangers have the upper hand. So if if our top six can can match up against theirs, then then that's a good sign. Uh, the Graves Marino pairing is is a pairing that that gives up a lot of scoring chances. Um, they, they I think they also have a lot of giveaways, so that may be the pairing to uh, to focus on. But the other ones, you know, they have uh, uh, Siegenthaler and Hamilton. That's a really good pair. And for the Rangers, you know, had Lindgren and Fox. We know what they can do. Um, we have Miller and Truba as our second pair, and then the third pair, Schneider with, a, with together with a guy that. I don't think Ranger fans talk about Nicola. Um, and I think for the Rangers, they know what to expect. You know, they have been here before. They played in the postseason. For the Devils, the question will be, how do these young kids respond to playing in the postseason? We all know how different it is just watching it. You know, the the calls are, are a little loose. You know, not everything gets called for penalty. And you don't have that that extra second to make a decision. How do these young kids for the Devils respond to not having that that extra half a second uh, to decide where they're going to put the puck? If the Rangers can 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 take advantage of that, then they have a good chance. Um, but it is still a dangerous team to go up against, and and the transition game is their bread and butter. So, um, I'm I'm I hope the Rangers will win, but look. We have to be realistic. We're going up against a good team, and this is not going to be an easy series. It's not going to be an easy series, and it wouldn't shock me in the slightest if this goes all the way to seven games, right? I mean, if the Devils perform to their caliber, and hopefully the Rangers do as well, this is going to be a hard-fought series. But something that I really do want to emphasize, and my brother was saying this right away, and I do believe he's right, is, the type of grit that this Ranger team is going to be on full display in this round one matchup. And it is, of course, going to be led by the captain and Jacob Truba. We know how last year's playoffs went with Truba. He became the most hated man in all the NHL. Every single round, he was taking out the opposing team's top players. Um, whether they were legal or illegal hits, you know, that is, that's a discussion uh, separately. However, we look at Jack Hughes, for example. We look at the stars leading this team. You know that Jacob Truba is going to give them quite the ride. So Steven, I want to ask you, what is your expectation, especially for Truba and Schneider and even Lindgren? You know, Lindgren is always hard nosed as ever. He, I mean, if he's not bleeding after every other game, then there's something wrong with him. Right. Um, yeah, so I yeah. want to know just what is your raw thoughts about this decor, the aggressiveness that they're likely going to display in this round one matchup? Well, I think looking at a year ago, the Rangers have essentially replaced Patrick Nemeth with Nico Mikola. That's, that's, Personnel-wise, the, the the change on defense. Yeah, but I think Fox is better this season than he was last season. I agree with um, that. And then, of course, as you mentioned, you have Lindgren, you have Schneider, you have you have Truba. Schneider doesn't shy away from the contact either. Um, I don't know if it was this year or maybe it was last season, but that hit he had on the was it was it Boquist or Sharon, Sharon Govich got a game misconduct for. Yes, the instigator uh, penalty because he was fighting Schneider, and Schneider did it a couple of weeks ago against Tampa Bay Lightning. So, on, on the right side you have Truba and Schneider. On the left side you have Lindgren and Mikula. You have the physicality on the blue line to uh, to to address certain things that may happen. Um, the other thing that that I think is going to be interesting is how do the Devils go into another gear. 
because the Rangers have another gear. We know that. If we saw the Rangers the last couple of weeks, we know they have another gear. Of course, Patrick Kane is going to be a huge wild card, but the last week or two, the Rangers were not playing to win. They were playing to not get injured. So if the Rangers can kick it up a gear like they did last year, that's great. We know they can do it. My question is, can the Devils do that too, or were the Devils already playing at 100%? True. That yeah, that's a, that's a that's a fair question. That's a good one too. And you know, when you head into po- when you head into playoff play, you do see some teams that really labor in because they're they're really scratching and clawing to get out of playoff spot. And sometimes that benefits them, especially even if they are injured, uh, injury injury riddled because they're heading in, they're grinding every single game, but they're already playoff ready. This is a little bit of a different situation for both these teams in the sense of they've kind of been locked in for a while. The Devils have been comfortably towards the top of the stands, one of the top teams in the league. You know, we remember when they first had that long winning streak to begin the year and that, you know, we had a uh, shout out to my boy, Keith Yandel, you know, on TV saying the Devils don't even make the playoffs. Um, and um, unfortunately, that is not the case because the Devils, while they did have a dip and were a 500 team for a little bit, um, they were ma- they were able to get out of that and continue to be productive. Um, and then this Ranger team, again, they've been pretty comfortable in their playoff spot as well. Um, for quite a bit now. So these are two teams that don't necessarily have, uh, they they weren't necessarily worn down and beaten up the way that you see other teams enter a first round, which is going to make this for a really interesting matchup and how they go toe-to-toe here health-wise and, and, you know, just having the energy. You know, like I said, this is a Ranger team that is a veteran core group uh, outside of the kid line. It, it really is. The kid line is pretty much the exception. Then, of course, the decor helps in the Schneiders, the Foxes, and the Millers of the world. But offensively, you have Kane and you have Tarasenko. I'm really interested to see what their motor is going to be like, right? And what's the drive going to be like for them? Because these are two guys that have already won a championship, respectively, for the Blackhawks and the Blues. They've had multiple deep, deep playoff runs. I mean, Kane, we all know the story there. I mean, he he basically won a decade's worth of playoff runs as is. So they know what to take, what it takes but I want to ask you, Stephen, what do you think the motor is going to be like for these guys? You you hope that they're going to come out and feel rejuvenized and, you know, ready and amped up to finally be back in the playoff run after not having a deep run in a number of years, especially for Kane's sake. So let me hear your thoughts about that. Yeah, look, uh, Kane is only 12 months removed from putting up 92 points. Yep. Um, and we saw what happened with St. Louis in 2014. St. Louis only had seven points in 19 games. And he needed time to adjust. And maybe the same is true for Kane. Of course, Tarasenko scored on his first shift, on his first shot, in his first game. And that's great and all. But not every star player has that type of quick adjustment. And maybe with Kane, it was the same thing as with St. Louis. And we saw what St. Louis did for the Rangers in 2014. Uh, While he was not a point-per-game player, he scored some very well-timed goals for this team, some very important goals. And I don't expect Kane to be a point-per-game player in the playoffs. hes I don't think he's the player he used to be, but if he can put up 16, 17 points in 25 games, that that is enough where he contributes to, to you being able to make it to, to the final. I think Tarasenko is, of course, Tarasenko is a couple of years younger, um, I think three years younger. And he hasn't played in the NHL as long. Um, So he has maybe a little bit more left in the tank. But adding Kane and Tarasenko 
yeah, you have to you have to at least expect that these that these guys are going to be at least a point seven five point per game player in the playoffs. You would hope, right? And because yeah. that's that's our expectation right now. When you look at the yeah. overall depth, if we go side by side between these two teams, let me pull it up right now just so I have it in front of me. You know, and you know what? What's also a big difference that that I don't think we talk about enough compared to last year's Rangers team going what? into the playoffs. That Panarin is healthy. True. Because last year he was he was dealing with that lower back injury. That's, and you, that's you right. And he and he labored in that in that yeah. series. You could, you could tell he was dealing with the lower back injury. Like he, he sustained it a couple of a couple of like a week or two before the regular season ended. He he had like a heat patch on his lower back on the bench in a couple of games. Now this this year he's completely healthy. The Rangers have, aside from Lindgren, but Lindgren can Lindgren can never play a full game without something happening to him. It, it just is it, it's what it is. But aside from Lindgren, there are no injuries on the team. There is nothing nagging on the team. Um, and also the other thing is, uh, I'm not saying Ben Harper is a great defenseman that's going to lead you to a cup, but it's a hell of a lot better to have Harper as a seven defenseman compared to Nemeth as your six. Oh, absolutely. And give give Harper credit, you know he's he used his size to his, his to his yeah. advantage that we've seen yeah. for the past and, couple of weeks, especially against yeah. Tampa. Like that's what I want. And to um, and and Lindgren being out for a couple of weeks at the end of the season gave Ben Harper the opportunity to play some games, so he doesn't go into the postseason cold. So if we do need him, he's ready to go. You're right. He, yeah, and that that's that's huge for this team because we know injuries inevitably happen, yeah. right? And you know, I we got to give a big tip of the cap. I know you were praising earlier, but just Mikola and his impact that he's had, especially on that bottom pair, on how fantastic of a deal that ended up being for the Rangers. At first, I wasn't too sure about Mikola and how I feel about him. He had a you know underwhelming year with the Blues. Um, a guy that hasn't really figured himself out, but. It looks like with this transition into the Rangers system um, that he's really in a nice spot now because I, I've been impressed with Mikel and what we've seen yeah. from him, especially over the past couple of weeks. So uh, so well, one one quick bit about the whole Tarasenko-Mikola trade. Uh, Puckpedia I already know what you're going to say. Go ahead. Puckpedia on Twitter actually mentioned it yesterday. If anyone is interested in kept friendly stuff and, and, and that kind of in, info, follow Puckpedia because they go into even more depth about CBA-related stuff. Anyway, Tarasenko and Mikola have pushed both Lafreniere and Schneider out of the top six and top four in time on ice, which means that they miss out on a combined $400,000 in in performance bonuses, which otherwise would have carried over to next season as a cap hit. So the Rangers basically... uh, basically got themselves $400,000 in cap space by acquiring Tarasenko and Mikola this year. Yeah. Yeah. It, masterful move <laughs> to say the least by jury, you know, it's, that, it's makes, fun- that makes the trade even better. It's funny. It's, it feels like every time that there is some people out there trying to criticize Drury and his decisions, he just smacks you right across the face with, nope, <laughs> trust me. I know what I'm doing. Drury had a terrible first three months as a general manager where and he's totally redeemed himself yeah, and then so. where he he traded Butchnevich away for a shit package and then he signed Patrick Nemeth but since then the guy can do no wrong like no 
he's just, he's been he's been one of the best GMs in the league. He's easily yeah. um yeah. over the past you know year plus. Uh trading for Goudreau was a really good move as well. Yes. It yeah, it was. And and Goudreau's a guy that we're gonna be following, you yeah. know, this playoff as well, because this is what you get him for, right? You know, he had he had his moments in last year's playoff, but th- this is huge, especially in this bottom six. And yeah. as we let's let's compare and contrast, shall we, the two teams right now, the lineups. What are we liking? Like, let me ask you, Stephen, with putting bias aside, which lines do we like more? So let's start with the offense. OK, so the Devils top line, Tatar, Heischer, Mercer. I, I cannot say enough great things about Mercer. Um, You have no idea how much that bothers me, Um, mm. but I. Love that kid when he was when he was in junior. Um, Palat, Hughes, Brat, Timo Meyer on the third line is ridiculous. Halla, yes, Provoquist. Fourth line, Miles Wood, Michael McLeod, Nathan Bastion. So uh, we're not going to go defense right now. Just talking solely offense. Then as we get to the Rangers, Kreider, Jad Kane, Panarin, Trocek, Tarasenko, Laffy, Heedle, Kako, the kid line, and fourth line, VC. Gudro Mott. Who do you think has the advantage lines one through four? I think the Rangers have an advantage for lines three and four. Okay. So you think that they even have an advantage against the line three led by Timo Meyer for the Devils? We've seen what the kid line can do in the playoffs last year. Not denying that at all. Yep. Now the top six is tricky because do you compare the Zibanejad line to the use line or to the Hishier line? That's that's the question. That it's how they're matched up, right? So because, because if if it's Zibanejad versus Hishier, then I take Zibanejad's line over over Tatar Hishier Mercer, but then I take Palad use Broad over the Panarin Trocek Tarasenko line. Yeah, I and... think Zibanejad's going to match up against against you. So you would have Tatar Hishier Mercer against Panarin Trocek and Tarasenko. I, I pick the Rangers line out of those two. I I agree. It's it's tight. I mean, yeah. w- we cannot understate the type of year that Jack but, Hughes had for sure. Here's the thing, right? The Devils are very much like the Carolina Hurricanes, where aside from Jack Hughes, let's, let's I see where let's you're going. On, let's be honest here. Jack Hughes is a star. Jack Hughes is a top five center in the league. And he's what, 22? He's gonna get even better, which is which is aside not fun from, this day. <laughs> aside from Jack Hughes, the New Jersey Devils are a team that's better on the ice than they're on paper. You're right. You're because their if chemistry you, has been fantastic this if, year. If you look at if you look at yep. the Tar Hishier Mercer, you're like that's a decent line, but they don't play decent. They play great. Yes, um, it's all it's all about Joe, and we know that very well from yeah. the great lines that we've seen. In the yeah. past, you know, so you know, Broussard, Pouliot, you know, Zook. I mean, th- those yeah. type of pieces. It's like they might not look flashy on paper, but by God, they are a pain in the ass that to was, match up against. That, that that's probably the best chemistry I've seen of a Rangers line in my life. Uh, oh, hundred percent. It, it sucks yeah. how short lived it was, but yeah, that's unfortunate. You know, that's neither here nor there. I don't blame Benoit Pouliot for signing for four million a year in Edmonton, though. Yeah, he got a bag and, <laughs> and was never good again. <laughs> it's a take simple it, thing. Take, it. take yeah. it. I don't blame him one bit. But uh, yeah. no, but that, that's my point, right? We know Hughes is as good on paper as he is on the ice. He's yeah. he's a star. But the other players, it it's, it it doesn't look as sexy on paper 
as as it as it does on the ice. They're a really good team, and and Meyer, Harla, Balkvist, Brat, Mercer, Hischier, Tatar, Palat, they play better on the ice than you would think when you look at when you look at the lineup, and that's that's the danger with the, with the Devils. That's why they finished second in the Metro. Yeah. You know, the, there's a reason why they have home ice advantage. They didn't just finish second in the Metro. They finished third in the conference. They finished, I think they were fourth in the league, by the way. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check that quickly because now I'm curious. Um, for the Devils to, to end up with a, um, uh, for the Devils to end up with 100 points, and that's, that's, just, that's just great. I don't think anyone expected that to happen at all. After after the year after the season they had last year, yeah, um, I mean the the Devils were just a prime example of this yeah. youth movement coming in and everyone pretty much playing to their potential outside yeah. of there one there's one more prospect that we're kind of waiting on to see how much a leash he'll have say next season as Alexander Holtz, another fantastic um, goal yeah. scorer from Sweden. So yeah, so the Devils are third in the league this regular season. They finished third in the league. Okay. Wow. The Rangers finished ninth. Yep. So yeah, the Devils are a better team on the ice. But as I said before, how is the difference in regular season and postseason hockey going to affect this young team that doesn't have the experience? Earlier I mentioned that there's only three Rangers that haven't played in a conference final. Do you know which three? That that haven't played in the conference final? Yeah. On the team currently? Um, let me see if I can do this in my head. I'm not talking about the guys that they recently called up from Harper. Okay. So just guys that are going to be playing. Yeah. Guys VC? that have played for the Rangers in the last couple of weeks. VC? VC is one. Yeah. Um, two more. VC. Do, do, do. Mikola. Mikola. Yep. Yeah. Because he joined the, the Blues after they won their 2019 Cup. Oh, shoot. One more. One more. One more. One more. Uh, who was with? Well, it's someone who joined the Rangers this season because obviously we were in the conference final last season. So someone that hasn't played in the conference final before. Yeah. Has Halak really not gone to the conference final? No, Halak has. Okay, yeah. I was about to, I was about to say, who am I, who am I missing? Oh, Trocheck. Yes. Okay. Do Not you know? Do you know who Harper played for in a conference final? Sanders. Yes. Oh wow. Yep. Yep. Against our, yeah. Beat our Rangers. I remember. Yep. I remember. Yep. Can't fool me on that one. <laughs> No, unfortunately not. So yeah, the Rangers have the experience uh, over the Devils. They they definitely have the aspect over the Devils. The question is, is the Devils' skill and the way they play enough to overcome what the Rangers can make up for in terms of experience? That's a good question. And, you and, know, and I think I think Patrick Kane is the wild card here. If Patrick Kane shows up, then the Rangers can win this in five. If if Kane is the Kane that we know and love, then yeah. I, I'm not going to get my hopes up on five. Um, I will be very happy if the Rangers win this in six. 
Uh, more than anything, I just I just wanted to win. You can't, but, you can't do not lose this series to Lindy Ruff. I swear to God, it, it, it boils. It I starts do. there. It, it's I just, it's I just, not even I, I as much about them. the talent on the ice as it is the coaching staff. Please, I, I really don't want them to go back to New Jersey for a game seven. I mean, it'll it'll be half split of Devils fans or Rangers fans. I can promise you that. Yeah, I was. Yeah, but it's. I it's, was offered tickets to Game Two for the series two in uh, okay. in Jersey, but I fortunately wasn't able to make it happen. Tickets a little pricey right now, but I the Rangers get past this. You know, part of me, part of me really want. I'm trying to think how much cheaper would Devils playoffs tickets be than Rangers? That's a good uh, question. I, I honestly don't know. I saw a graph the other day, um, and this is about secondary market, right? So it's it's yep. not. So, like, say you're going on StubHub, Ticketmaster, or something like that. 2023 NHL playoff first-round ticket prices on the secondary market average. Rangers, 1,329. Devils, 668. I I I ain't going to the Garden to see. Unless unless someone throws them free my way, which wouldn't show. When the Rangers played Tampa in the conference final in 2015, uh-huh. There was pointed out that it was cheaper to go to a hotel, go to the game there, and fly back than it would be to go to. Steven, I, look, the guard, the garden is highway robbery. Don't get me wrong, I love it, but un- unless I get offered, which funny enough, I was actually offered to sit in a, uh, in a, uh, in a suite for against the blues when they lost in overtime. I'm glad I didn't take them up on that because of the fact that they lost. So it would have been like annoying end to my night. Um, Cause that was a frustrating game, but yeah, it's, re- I'm going to look it up right now while we're live here. Cause I'm, I'm damn curious. So let's go game one. Okay. Game one, dude, those aren't bad at all. I might need to hit game two. What day is game two? Thursday? Yeah. How? Why is Thursday cheapest ticket is 248, but game one is 222? Why is it cheaper for game two than it is game one? That doesn't, that actually makes zero sense to me. Yeah. I might, I might need to mess around and go to Newark on Thursday. We'll see. What's my schedule right now? I just hope the Rangers are still in the playoffs when I fly to New York for my wedding. Yes. And when's the date for that exactly? I know it's coming up soon. May 20th. May 20th. Yeah. Fingers crossed. You'd hope, right? Your fingers crossed. That'd be Man, fantastic. If, what if a, what a wedding York, What a wedding weekend that would be. If, say, you if have I your wedding. If I fly to New York and the Rangers are still in the playoffs, I, I, I cannot live with myself if I don't go. Don't. Yeah, that's understandable. And what, what time is the game on Thursday as well? 7.30. 7.30. Mets game's at 9.45. I can still probably cover the game. Ooh, Steven. <laughs> Might hold on. I'm sorry. One one last thing I need to do. Okay. I just set up a buddy who's selling his. I'll see if he still has them. Okay. Now I gotta ask you, Steven. We talked about the offense for this Ranger team. Now let's get into the defense and comparing and, and contrasting these two squads. Because you have Lindy Foxy, Miller, Truba, Mikola, Schneider, and of course goaltending Igor. We know the story there. 
But you look at this Devils defense. Again, it's not the best in the league by any stretch. However, they do have some pieces. And I got I have to give the Devils a little bit of credit here because when they initially signed Dougie Hamilton, I was like, okay, you know, Dougie went there for the bag, understood. But he really helped propel them and that and that offense on that blue line and fast. Faster than I I kind of, you know, was expecting given the state of what the team was last year. But Hamilton has done wonders for them on the offensive front. Him and Siegenthal are on that top line, a nice balance. Graves, of course, the Ranger who was given away for Chris Bygress, who is exactly who is Chris Bygress is 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 the great question. I'm giving away a defenseman for nothing just because why not? I suppose John Marino, who of course has had that playoff experience, they could have at least gotten a pick for him, but no. I know Um, John Marino, who of course has that playoff experience in recent years with the Penguins, who ended their playoff drought. Happy to say that, you know, (laughs) Uh, smoking that Penguins back tonight. There are not many things in life that make me happier than the Penguins missing the playoffs. Yes. Their downfall is officially beginning and I'm happy to be here for it. Kevin, Kevin ball and Damon Severson is your bomb. Damon Severson has been through the ringer with that devil's team. He he has been there for quite some time now. And then goaltending, you know what you have there on that front between Vanacek and Blackwood. And it's funny. You look at the season Vanacek had, it's almost like, it would have been in the best interest of the Capitals, maybe not to give him away and give it back to an injury-prone Darcy Kemper. I don't know. It's almost like that these are decisions that if fans can rationally make, why can't management out there? But I digress. NHL GMs stay being old heads with a lot of their decisions and just looking at, oh, you know, he just won the cup. You know, like, don't get me wrong. Dar- Darcy had a very good year, but I was like, what? Like, ha- have we not learned by now how it almost never works out with giving bags to goaltenders? Jack Campbell's doing fantastic in Edmonton. Cue the sarcasm. Um, like, unbelievable. But uh, I'll get off that tangent now. So when you look at the defense and the goaltending, what do you like from the Devils and what do you like from the Rangers? Um, well, I mean, goaltending is, is uh, unless Chess Jorkin has some, some massive issues, maybe gets injured or or rattled like, like last year in game one. Um, I don't see how the Devils have the upper hand in goaltending. Vanacek is a decent goalie, but Chesterkin's better. Uh, defensively, I think I think it's interesting that both the second pairs, like Miller Truba and Grace Marino, have the same weakness. They are on the ice for a lot of goals against. Um I think Ball and Severson, compared to uh, Mikola Schneider, I don't know, probably a slight nudge uh, to uh, to the Devils there. Um, and then the first pair, if Lindgren is fully healthy, then I take Lindgren and Fox over Siegenthaler and Hamilton, but only just. I think Siegenthaler Hamilton is a really good pair. Yeah, I mean. Siegenthaler, when he was when he was dumped by the Caps, I I liked that move because he that year was like the best third pair defenseman in all the NHL. So just like it was a matter of time with once he would get more opportunities moved up that he would do really well as a stay at home defenseman, and he has for them. But to your point, goaltending as long as Igor stays Igor, I mean that we we know yeah. what to expect there. Vanacek has had plenty of success with the Rangers. We against the Rangers, I should say. If um, Igor is Igor, then Vanacek won't be close. True. And 
when we look at the defensive side of things, I really that that size is going to be interesting because you know they have size in Hamilton and Gravy and you know Ball as well as massive, isn't he? Like six foot six. Um, but it's uh, it's the aggression aspect. And someone commented in the chat, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say it not to you know just shout them out and down them, but someone says you know I hope I see Truba concussed um, uh, Hughes in game one. One I don't hope to see that. Um, that's a terrible thing to say, but there is something to be said about the aggression that Truba's game, that aspect that he brings that, you know, can really be a difference maker again in this series. Mm-hmm. Like, is he going, if, if Truba does what we expect him to do from what we saw last year, he's going to come out guns a blazing. And I hope that he doesn't hurt anyone concuss him. However, I, I think I would be anything but shocked if we see Truba come out and absolutely laying out guys so hard that they are just getting worn down and fast in this series. Now, of course, what they need to make sure in Truba's case and others is making sure that you're not doing that simple hip check, trying to lean into the side as they're entering the offensive zone and that they get around, then you might have yourself a two-on-one. So he needs to be sparing on when he's going to be using these hip checks and his overall body ability that he's so good with, with him being as strong of defenseman as he is. Well, what I said earlier as well, you know, going for a check is great, but you have to make sure it lands because if it doesn't, you 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 are giving up a goal. Yeah, uh, but I I do want Truba to strike some fear into them. I don't yeah. want I don't want I don't want Truba to injure someone. No, uh, no, not at all. I I want to see some some hard hits early on from Truba just so they look over their shoulder once in a while. I want I want to see Truba lay out a guy without him getting hurt in the sense mm-hmm. like just getting not like knocked off his ass. While perfectly on ice, because we've seen that how many times from him over the past two years, right? That's what I want to see. And that is where I want to see how the Devils respond, basically. Because if the Devils don't respond in a manner where, okay, it's really going to be a problem for the Rangers, and the Rangers can really take advantage of this young and experienced Devils team in that aspect. Because they they went through the Rainer last year. You know, they were just two games away from the Stanley Cup Finals. They know what the aggression is like. They know what it takes to get there. They know how clean or dirty that you need to play in certain moments. So that is really, in my opinion, is one of the multiple things that can easily be the biggest X factor in the series. How do the Devils respond to this? Um, That is really the biggest question mark that I think we have, and it's a fair one, right? Um, For all we know, if the Devils come out and they show that they're not – they're not going to sit back at all that they're going to go toe to toe with the Rangers on this. Then we're going to have something interesting happening because it's not like the Rangers and their forward group or all these hard nosed guys. Like if they start to go hard after Kane, then that's going to be an issue. Tarasenko, the same applies. Breadman is, isn't overly strong. We're, we're aware of that. Uh, the only guys that lead the way in aggression on the offensive front are Kreider ain't going to take no shit. We know that Zabanjad can handle his own. Um, then you have Barkley Goudreau ain't going to take anything, even though he's a little bit smaller statured. And yeah. that that's about it. I mean, Kako's great on the, really strong on the puck, but Kako isn't known for being this overly aggressive player. And then you have Laffy in here that's always scrappy, oh, always well, always down I mean, to, to do whatever to help the team. I, but I remember last year playing the Islanders and Lafreniere actually fought someone. You remember that? Uh, Laffy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yep. And it was and, the Rangers were getting blown out that game too. Yeah, and um, look that fourth line. You, we know what Goudreau can do, but Vizia and Mott don't shy away either. But look, 
I was I was talking to someone about this yesterday. At what point does Tyler Mott realize he's just staying in New York for the rest of his career? Because he plays better in New York than he has played anywhere else. Because it's all about the role you have on a team, right? Yeah. It's all about the role. Yeah. But look, this uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a back and forth. I I hope the Rangers can of course, I hope the Rangers win the series, but I also want them to win it in five games, maybe six, because I always feel that if you want to win a cup, you have to get through the first two rounds without going to game seven. Because the the bodies of the players is cannot take going game seven first and second round and then and then go into a conference final appearance. And then a Stanley Cup final, it's just too much. The only time that has happened was the Kings in 2014. But yeah. it but the large majority of teams that need seven games in rounds one and two do not end up going to the final. No, you're right. And again, this is another interesting aspect that we're weighing in. Um heading into this, heading into this round one between these two teams. But you know, Stephen, it's different for you because again. You're a Ranger fan that currently resides in Ireland, uh, previously resided in Netherlands, previously resided uh, resided in South Africa. So you don't necessarily have have the understanding of the grass and the meaning behind this rivalry. And to an extent, I don't either because I reside in Pennsylvania. No. Um, I, I don't. No, no, no. I I understand the rivalry because in my home country there are rivalries based on proximity oh, too. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I think I, I, think I just I just don't share. Explain. I just don't share that same that same hatred towards you, you don't have like the moxie towards it. it it's different for you and that's that's perfectly justified but yeah. for me as someone who first got introduced into ranger fandom where i spent my entire age 11 to age 12 year of life watching every single game of that 2011 2012 team for adam henry to score in overtime to lead them to the cup just get steamrolled by the canes because they were frauds um yeah that's something that since then I have been enamored with this rivalry and I'm so glad that it's back. It's not what it used to be. It's not as gritty as what it used to be because not yet, the devils, not, the yet. De- not yet. The devils are far more talented in comparison to what that team was back in 2012, like pure talent and young youth movement. Uh, it's, it's a different day and age in hockey than what it was a decade ago. Right. It, it isn't the, the line brawl in which my father was in attendance when you had Everyone out there. You had Rupper when he was on the Rangers wailing on the Devils. You had um, what's his what's his effing name uh, who was nose bleeding all over the place in that matchup. Uh, Ryan something for the Devils. Devils fans, you know if you're watching Ryan this. Ryan Carter. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, you had Prost going at like that entire line brawl with Tortorella as coach. A, a great example of that rivalry. Um, that my, is my, my, more my recent than '94. My favorite thing about that line brawl is that Sue Bickle was was credited with a faceoff win. <laughs> that would that would be your biggest fucking takeaway out of this whole thing that we're that we're describing. Um, but the point I'm trying to make is that this rivalry is going to really get ignited again, and that excites me. The same way that I have loved the Rangers and Flyers rivalry for when it was at its peak there in you know that playoff runs in the mid 2010s. 
Same applied, especially because I reside in Pennsylvania. Can't stand Philly fans for the life of me. So I ate that up for breakfast. So now it's hopefully the time, a new wave of these two teams facing off for years. This could be the first of many years these teams are matching up against each other. And that's exciting for me, at least as, as a diehard fan that appreciates rivalries because they bring they bring a certain element to a series. Like, I, I'm sorry, but if this if the Rangers are playing Carolina in round one, don't get me wrong, that's a big series. But there isn't nearly as much emotional attachment I have to it as I do facing a rivalry like this because – it just it changes everything, especially if you reside in the area. You know, if if say you're in the Newark area and you go, you know, if you're going right across and you're you're in the city, um, it, it's it's active and it's there. So I'm just I'm damn excited for this. I really am. I'm glad that a first round is a rivalry because last year was a rivalry with the Penguins, but it's a, it's a, it's a different rivalry too. They all have their own unique vibes to them that I'm sure Ranger fans and overall hockey fans can appreciate and understand when evaluating these matchups uh, with rivalry teams and their respective divisions. But Steven, we are going to be wrapping things up soon. So I, I want to ask you, what is your true prediction of this series? Or do you want, to hold your tongue because you're a believer in jinxing things yet you aren't. So I'd imagine that you won't be. Dude, I, I, I mentioned the word shut out more than anyone on social media. So I don't, I don't believe in jinxes ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't really do uh, predictions, but what the hell Rangers in six Rangers in six. Okay. I don't want to jinx them. Um, I'm going to go with Rangers in seven and hopefully it's sooner and hopefully it's still a series win for round one as we would then get into round two. Um, this is episode 76 of Rangers review. So Steven, how many New York Rangers have worn that number? Well, of significant, like of people that you think we would know. You should know two. Johnny Brodzinski. Who's currently on the team? Yes, and the previous and guy. The other one. There have only been two, so you should know both. Um, what what time frame was this Ranger? Was this guy a Ranger? While you were watching the Rangers, was he forward? I cannot, I cannot believe you're struggling with this one. That's okay because. I'm not I'm not gonna give you any 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 tips. No, not this one's me. easy enough that you should get it without without without. <laughs> Is it really? Yes. You're joking. Don't look at the chat. I'm not looking at the chat. You got to give me a hint though. I'm sorry. Nope. It's it's easy enough. It's easy enough without a hint that you should be able to get it. Oh come on, Steven, you son of a gun! All right, so we had Johnny Brzezinski. Can you give me like a year that he was on the Rangers at least a year? No, because that makes it that makes it too easy. It's already easy enough as it is. It was a Rangers draft pick. I'll I'll give you that. And he's not currently on the team. Is he still in the league? Yes. Oh God. He's in the playoffs. I need hints, Steven, for the audio listeners. Give me hints. The guy, <laughs> the guy we got in return for trading him away is currently on the team. Well, we got a draft pick in return, but we picked a guy who's currently on the team with that draft pick. 
Oh. I cannot believe you're struggling with this. I, I... You're going to be on. mad at yourself for, for struggling with it. No, now. you can't tell me yet. Nope. I'm not going to tell do, you. I'm trying if to. This, if this was Who Wants to Be a Millionaire Rangers edition, this would be like a $200 question. You're joking. <laughs> There's just no way. Are you giving up? No, I'm not giving up. All right. I, he's got to be a defenseman. I don't think he yes. was a far. I don't know why, but I was thinking like Boone Nieves before he changed his number nope. or some shit. And I know that's not nope. true. Nope. Oh, my God. So he's okay. So he's going into playoffs. Got to be East, right? Playoffs? You're talking about playoffs? Sorry. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Skagey. <laughs> Not Shay, Skagey. I cannot believe it oh, took you God. five freaking minutes. Dude, that that that's how that's that's how effective he is in his play. It just it blows right over my head. Had a forty right, so point. Rec- we got a return for him then. Had a forty point. Oh, we had a. Tr- we traded him for. Draft oh, pick. Fox, Foxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. No. 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 We traded him for a draft pick. Who did we pick with that draft pick? What well, was a first round pick? Who's currently on the team? Schneider. Yes. No. Okay. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're redeeming yourself a little bit here. Okay. okay. That was that was that was fast. That was tough. I mean, I haven't thought about that man in forever. Even when the Rangers play the Canes, like I'm, I'm just not thinking about him at all. I love how how blue shirts hockey in the chat goes. Mora lives on because I was going playoffs. <laughs> that's that's funny. Yeah, no, I um, Shay, forty point rookie season, loved him. Was well, I mean twenty twenty five afterwards. Just, he he peaked early with the Ranger team, and thankfully the Rangers got a first round draft pick out of him. <laughs> Unbelievable trade. Unbelievable. For as many good decisions that the Carolina Hurricanes have made in recent years, that was not one of them. Um, I think Shea that... I think Shea is good enough for that. I think Shea is good enough that the trade they they gave up a later first round pick for a guy that they can insert into the lineup immediately on defense. How is how is he doing this season? Brady Skjay, 38 wow. points in 81 oh. games. Okay. So second most in his career. Good for him. Um, I, He had 200 career points in uh, this season. He's on 200 now. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. He had 18 goals this year. Wow. That is double his previous career high. That is unbelievable. Yeah. I wonder if he was a power play merchant because I, I obviously wasn't following Carolina heavily this year. That is ridiculous. He, yeah, Brett, you know what happened? You know what happened, Stephen? Once Brent Burns got in that locker room, he gave him some pointers. That's what happened. Wow. Listen, only four of his goals came on the power play, so he still scored 14. At even... He still scored 14. 13. He had one-handed goal. Okay. That's 13. unbelievable. 13 wow. strength goals. That's crazy. They got he some had goals. zero he had zero power play goals coming into the season in his career. And Brent Burns had 18 goals this season per Brent Burns. 
And Gossespierre, even though he wasn't with them all year, had 13 goals this season too. Had a nice rebound season, which led him yeah, but, to getting but, traded. But did he have 13 goals for them? No. What's that? No, he didn't have 13 goals for them. He had 13 goals in total. Yeah, 13 goals in total, correct. Someone say you don't watch hockey. I watch hockey every week. I just don't watch the Carolina Hurricanes. Unless they're playing the Rangers, I don't watch them. I don't got time for that. I have to cover a team that plays 162 baseball games a year. Sorry. <laughs> Too much going on. I, I don't got time to just watch a, basically a rival in my free time. <laughs> Nor do I have interest. 162 games feel like 130 now with the pitch clock, though. No, they don't feel like 130. They they. There's definitely, from a viewer at home, though, there's definitely a benefit. I have noticed. Yes. As someone that covers them. Look, I, I, for me, it was a benefit when I was in the stadium. And that I was the opposite. I, I, I did not feel that way when I was there at the Mets home opener. That's fine. And uh, I'm just going to mention it because we talked about it before we went live. But I, I'm, I'm honestly in favor of the NHL introducing an icing clock where the team committing the icing has a certain amount of time to get to, to get set for the face-off. And mm -hmm. if they don't, it's a delay of game penalty because there's way too much time wasting on, on icings. That's a good point. Way too that, much. That would be interesting. That, yeah. um, I, I wouldn't see it happen anytime soon, but that would be an interesting thing to try to pitch. Because there should be an advantage for, for the other team when you ice the puck. And if you can just stretch it as as much as you want until your players can catch their breath, then what's the point of icing? So you might be onto something here, Steven icing oh. clock. Let's get it done. Icing clock. Let's get her done. And with that being said, we're going to get the podcast done. So thank you guys all so much for watching. This was episode 76 of Rangers review. We will likely be back at it after the conclusion of the series. If we have any opportunities to try to come live, Maybe after some games, we will certainly try to do that. Um, that will we'll be seeing what happens over the next couple of games, however. But thank you guys so much for watching, listening, wherever you get your podcasts here on YouTube. Make sure to drop a like and a subscription. Let us know your, uh, your comments uh, for people on replay down below on what are you looking forward to most in this round one matchup between the Rangers and Devils. How excited are you as a Rangers fantasy playoff hockey back? And for people in podcasts, thank you so much for watching on the audio form, listening rather. That's Statboy underscore Steven. Make sure to check him out, of course, on Twitter. This is me, Wardy. You guys know where to find me on Twitter. And, of course, if you are, in fact, a Mets fan on my Wardy NYM YouTube channel, appreciate the endless support. And, Steven, as always, let's go Rangers. Let's go Rangers.